we do that song of the Sons of Jubal Brass, and it's got a wicked horn part that's just really tough. And so it was great to sing it instead of having to worry about that horn part, I'm telling you. <laughs> and plus, I don't get to sing it very often, but I appreciate what happens sometimes. Those are the way things work. So maybe we have to kick her out of the nest. What do you think? No, it's uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what our topic of the sermon is, is when we, <laughs> what to do when you get knocked out of the nest. And we all get kind of knocked out of the nest every so often, don't we? It, it happens to all of us. And, and we're not sure about this sermon. You, you all can take it how you want it. If I'm talking to you all as I'm kind of kicking you out of the nest, or if you're talking to me as you're kicking me out of the nest. You know, it can go either way. So it's, it's just one of those things. But um, I just thought it would be kind of appropriate during this time. So we're in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32. We're going to begin in verse 8. Deuteronomy 32, 8. For those who are able, if you'd stand as we read God's word. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries for the peoples, according to the number of the sons of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is allotted inheritance. In a desert land he found him in a barren and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye. Like an eagle that stirs up the nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them on its pinions, the Lord alone led him. No foreign god was with him. He made him ride on the heights of the land. He fed him with the fruit of the fields, nourished him with the honey from the rock and with the oil from the flinty grag, with curds and milk from herd and flock and with fattened lambs and goats, with choice rams of Bashan and the finest kernels of wheat. You drank the foaming blood of the grape. May God bless the reading of his word. We all love the nest. It's comfortable. It's safe. It's secure. It's there for us. We love the nest. It gives us comfort. It's our comfort zone. And we like our comfort zone. I like my recliner. I can sit back. It's, it's, it's broken into my body. So it's for me. And it's my place that I like. It's my comfort zone. I can be there and it's okay. And we all like that security and that feeling. Let's face it, it's a nice feeling. And the baby eagle feels safe and secure in that same way. But then the mama decides to shake things up. It's part of the job, isn't it, mamas? Those mamas know it's time, there comes a time you have to shake things up a little bit. The first thing we have to understand is that God is dealing with you. God is dealing with everyone in this room. I don't care what your plight is. I don't care what your economic status is. I don't care where you are in your lifespan. God is dealing with you and working with you. We like to get, so many times we're in life, we get comfortable. We get kind of moving things along. Yeah, we're good. this is good. Kind of going along, yeah. I'm hanging in there okay. Life is going to be all right. And so many times after that, 
we take that, we get this uneasy feeling. You ever had that uneasy feeling in you? Just kind of, something's just not right. It's just not feeling just exactly like, you know, I was feeling good, but now I'm not. I was coasting along, but now I'm not. Sometimes it's hard to put your finger on it. We're not sure what's going on. New leadership in a church could be one of those things. We're not sure. How's this going to look? What's going to happen? What is, what is going next? What is going to happen up here? We, we, things are good. We're going fine. We're finally about to get used to Wes's weird sense of humor. You know, we're trying to figure him out, so we're just about to kind of coast along. Yeah, we're starting to, okay, yeah, I get where he's coming from. You know, he, he, he does say things a little off the wall here and there, but, you know, yeah, we're kind of comfortable with that. We got it made in the shade. And then God shakes things up. And all of a sudden, we've been coasting along, but there's got to be something more that has to be done. Church life goes through cycles. We go up and down. They all do. I don't care what church you're in. I don't care how big, how little, how contemporary, how traditional. does not matter. Churches do this. They have times when things are really great. And they have times when things aren't... Excuse me. <coughs> I knew I was going to have a tickle today. Came prepared. It's a miracle. But we get knocked out of our secure little nests sometimes. We just kind of get knocked off. We go cruising along. Things are going. Things are going up and down. Sometimes we have great cycles that man, everything's flying high. Then we go boom. Where'd everybody go? COVID hits and knocks the winds out of our sail. It does. Things happen that we have no control over, but God does. You think any of this stuff surprised him? We act like it did. We walk around thinking, yeah, God, I know you didn't see this coming. How are we going to handle this? No. He says, I, br- I knocked you out of this nest. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to go, <laughs> Mom catches us <laughs> and takes us back up after we fall. <coughs> Excuse me. We, this happens every day. All the time. We could, COVID comes, boom. Decline in attendance, boom. Money's not where it should be, boom. This is not happening here, boom. This person left, boom. This, you see, those things happen. We're knocked out of the nest. So here we are going down. Have you ever seen an eagle's nest? They don't put them on the ground. Matter of fact, you find the highest point, that's probably where you'll find the eagle's nest. Highest point anywhere near, it's going to be way up there. So when, when that baby gets knocked out, that's not exactly a great feeling. Think about it. They're a long way down. What am I going to do? But God's got us. And then after we get knocked out of it once, what? Mom catches us, brings us back up. We've gone down. Get back up. (laughs) And she does it again. God does it again. 
pastor of 25 years, retires. Had an interim going, thought it was going to be the one. He gets ill. They brought in this clown, Wes. He's going along. That's great. We're doing, we're kind of getting, finally getting used to it. Now it's Clay's turn. How do we handle it? If we never leave the nest, we never learn what we can do. Folks, we are not set up to sit back and prop our feet up. I, don't, we, I know we don't like to hear that. You know, I retired. I did this ministry thing 40 years full-time. And I said, I'm going to prop my feet up. I'm going to rest. I'm tired. And that lasted a couple months. And then I'm going, now what do I do? This is crazy. I shouldn't feel this. I should be enjoying this time. I should be going... This is the made in the shade. This is awesome. I'm having a great time. But I was lost, folks. I needed something. That, I needed some purpose. I needed something. And, and I get a call. And here I am. God knew I needed to get knocked out of my comfort nest and brought back in to the throes. We, should we want to never leave the comfort zone but we need to leave our comfort zone. We're all comfortable. We get comfortable. In church, we get comfortable with the way worship is. We don't want to change that. We get comfortable with the way the music is. Yeah, we get comfortable with our preachers. We get comfortable with each other. We get comfortable, get comfortable, get comfortable. And guess what? We can die in our comfort. We can just let it go downhill, let it do that. Change just to change is not the answer. Sometimes we just think, if we just change it, that will be great. But we should come up with some weird idea to change. That's not the answer. No, we've got to find out what God is up to. What is God showing us to do? Where is he wanting us to go? What is the direction he wants? That's what we have to do. When we get, we get we confuse the process and sometimes we wonder, now, is that God telling us to do this, or is that Satan telling us to do that? You ever done that? <clears throat> Maybe I'm the only one. But there's some times when I feel like, you know, all right, now this crazy thing has come up. Now, is that God saying, try this, or is that Satan saying, uh-huh, I'm going to tempt you with this? And I have to what? Stop back, step back a step, pray about it, study about it, think about it, Keep praying some more about it until God leads me the right direction. This is what you need to do. I thought God had other plans for me earlier this last year, and that fell through. Why? It wasn't God's plan. This was God's plan. What is God's plan for you? I don't know. But my guess is he's glad to show you. He'll be glad to kick you out of the nest, let you do some free fall in a little bit and see if you want <clears throat> to spread those wings out a little bit. Because if we never do anything, how are we going to know how to soar? How are we ever going to learn to see what God's really capable of? In this scripture passage, God had set up the tribes of Israel. He'd set up Jacob. He would set him up. 
He gave him a portion of this land. He, gave, he had the boundaries. He had it all set up, gave it out there, and showed him, this is what you, I want you to do. It was all these crazy things. And he guarded him as the apple of his eye. The apple is the pupil of the eye, where you can see the clearest, the, part, the very important part that makes us see. That's exactly what he was saying. I'm going to guard you. I'm going to watch you. I'm not going to let you free fall forever. Sometimes we think God kicks us out of the nest and runs off and leaves us. That's not how he works. When he shakes things up in our lives and has us do things, it's not just, just to shake things up. He has a plan in motion. And we've got to decide how we're going to, have, how we're going to handle it. There's a million illustrations in the Bible that show us that things are not supposed to be easy and comfortable all the time. Matter of fact, those that preach, become a Christian, you'll have the pie in the sky with a sweet by and by, haven't read the scripture very well. Because it seems like the time when things are going the best, Moses coming down with the, the Ten Commandments, just like that, and what were the people doing? They were waiting, ready for him and saying, yeah, Lord, let's have it. No, what were they doing? Worshiping a golden calf. Really? Moses comes down from this mountaintop experience of time with God, and he comes down to a bunch of people that are worshiping something else. And, it, and you can take illustration after illustration after illustration all through the Bible and see exactly that's what happens. Jesus just had the, the disciples at the the table and and shared the cup and the bread and said this is my body my blood this is it follow me i've got all this in store for you come to the garden let's pray the next thing you know peter's on that they've been spending this intimate time with jesus and peter's denying jesus you think he sat up and said you know what i i think this evening i'm going to deny jesus that was not in his plan but he but things happen Comfort zones don't work. You think the disciples, after that nice meal and all that, thought they were going to experience their Savior dying and being hung on a cross and being buried in a tomb? You talk about change of events. Talk about taking them out of their comfort zone. And like I said, all through the Bible, there are all these things. And we kind of think, oh, well, if we're in God's will, everything's going to go smooth and easy. Uh, no. Become a Christian and watch your life get crazy. As soon as you become a Christian, well, who starts? The devil starts. Satan starts. Man, I'm going to get you now. I don't want you to do I don't want you following Christ. I don't want you to do that. I like it better when you're lukewarm and just comfortable. Folks, we cannot be comfortable. You see, when we, when we get knocked out of the nest, God shows up and shows his greatest work. He'll catch you when you fall. But then, he'll let you soar and fly like an eagle. Can you imagine if the eagle, little eagles just stayed in their nest all, the, all their lives and never came out of it? What kind of life would that be? Dirty and yucky and waiting on somebody to take care of me and doing it? That's not life. No, man, anything soar like an eagle? Man, you, have you ever watched an eagle fly up there? Man, it's amazing. 
I can't fathom what that must be like. Think about that. So new challenges and opportunities to excel. I had a uh, friend of mine, Mr. Bill, we called him, at, at, at Waynesboro. He, he's, a, he's a Gideon and he's a um, retired military guy and all. But <clears throat> he always said any challenges or those things that come up were opportunities to excel. That's how he put it. And you know, a lot of times we don't look at it that way. We look at them as challenges and, oh, woe is me. Oh, what am I going to do? I can't handle it anymore. I can't do this anymore. No, it's an opportunity for you to excel. It's an opportunity for God to really take hold of things and show you his work and show you how he does. We have to respond to what he is shaking up in our lives. One thing to be shaken up, another to actually do something about it. You know, we get shaken up, but do we go hide in a hole when we do that? Do we go running back to the nest? Do we go running somewhere else where it's comfortable and safe? Or do we decide, I'm going to do something? God is constantly working with us and through us, and we have to let him. It's one thing for him to work. It's another thing to let him work. I don't know if you've ever done it. I've fought him. I've, there have been times I've fought God. God, you, you don't really want me to do that. Real, now, God, I like this. I'm, I'm good here. This is great. You, you don't want me to go do that. You don't, you don't want me to take off some, move somewhere. You don't want me to move my family somewhere else. Really? You know, I'm comfortable here. I'm, things are good. Don't do that. Why, why would you do that? He just takes us. We don't want to, we want to hold tight and not leave, but we'll never experience the thrill of flight if we do that. What is it going to look like when we truly fly? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like for Forest Heights, but I do know this, the possibilities are endless. You see, we put God in this little box, I've said it before, we decided God can only do this much. Folks, that is limiting God, and he is, un, he is limitless. We cannot do that. We have got to understand that he has got unbelievable things in store. We have to start with commitment to God and his ways. You have got to be committed to what God is telling you to do, to his ways, to following him. That's the first step in all this. Follow him, commit yourself to that. The second step, you need to have some confidence. Folks, self-esteem kills so many people, all of us. My guess is everybody in this room has suffered or struggled at least at some point with self-esteem. We're not sure we've got what it takes to do what needs to be done. We are sure someone else could do it better. We know that we can't be the most capable person to handle that. Whatever it is. I don't care who you are, what it is. But guess what? God wants you to do stuff that you don't even think you're capable of doing. God's work is not what we can do. God's work is what we can't do. God's work is this miraculous thing that takes us from 
moseying along with stuff, to doing things that only way when it's over you go, gosh, look what God did. You can't take any credit. Nobody can take credit for it because only God could have handled that. This day and time, we have got to let God do miraculous and great things. With our confidence and commitment together, we will be ready to soar. And then, when we do soar, we have to take the time to worship and rejoice. I think sometimes churches forget this. They forget to take the time to worship and rejoice at what they've experienced or what they've just gone through. You've gone through a tough time. You've, the last couple of years have been tough for y'all. It's been a tough time. And you're starting to pull through. You're getting ready to get a new leadership, new pastor coming in. I think you're getting ready to take off. And you're going to need to take some time to worship the Lord and rejoice at what he is doing. I know, I know Tim was ready to rejoice when he finally found a pastor. I mean, you know, that's hard work. If you have never served on a pastor search committee, folks, that's no fun. It sounds fun. Oh, we get to go listen to preachers, and we get to listen to do this. We get to, and, you know, it probably starts off a little kind of cool. But then it starts to be a drudge. You know, you got your tune. So then i got to go listen to another preacher. i got to go listen to those same questions. i got to know. You know, things can get... We get caught up that we need to take time and rejoice. When we take the leap of faith and follow through with what he's, what's God given us and offers, we should take the time to rejoice and enjoy it. We forget to enjoy all that God is and what he does for us. I mean, think about what he does for us. We, have, we get in our lives and we get in ourselves and we get caught up in, oh, I missed this note, or I didn't do this right, or I did, this was too long, or this was too short, or this, this didn't happen, or I didn't really communicate that well, or I messed up and told this and said this, and I misspoke, and I did. You know, we do these little things all the time, and we get caught up in that and forget to go, you know, God, you have been really good to me and, and brought me through a lot of crazy stuff. Because I've been through some crazy stuff, and my guess is so have you. I mean, God's pulled me through some really crazy stuff. I, I was in a church way back when, early in my ministry, and they decided to try to fire the preacher twice. And they made me, as a young minister, moderate the business meeting. That's a fun business meeting to moderate, Brother Bobby. They're trying to fire your preacher. And it wasn't over he did anything wrong. He was a little dry, which was true. But he was a good, godly man. And they just didn't like the way things were going. You see, that's crazy stuff. We got through that. Church took off, kept going, doing well. We could rejoice and worship. And that's what we have to do. Those are the things that happen. There's just nothing like enjoying the season of time that God has given you to grow and learn and excel. God's taught you all a lot in the last few years. Good and bad. He's taught all of us a lot. He's taught me a lot. I've learned a ton during this nine months. I really have. It's been a great time for me. It was what I needed at the time. And you all have, and I've met some great, awesome people. When you finish a task knowing that the only way it happened was through God, 
There is no feeling like that. And folks, I've been there, and I've seen it happen. Frankly, in these days, calling a pastor is a task that only God can do. I, you all may not realize it. it. There was a time when pastors were a dime a dozen. You know, you could announce an opening and there was 100 pastors ready to jump in there. That is not the case right now. It really isn't. To find good qualified pastors right now is a tough, tough job. I didn't know that. I retired thinking, there's, there'll be 100 people wanting to take my place, take that job. And Rosemont struggled. I watched this church. Should have had no trouble finding a preacher. You all struggled. It's a tough job. But you see, God is the only one that can take care of those things. He's the only one that can take care of whatever problem you're going through. There may be some stuff in your life that right now I don't have a clue about, but you're just, you're under that weight. God can take care of that if you will trust him and wants to take care of that. There is nothing like that experience. Romans 8.28 says, We know in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God loves you. He's called you for a purpose. And he's going to work things out for your good. At this moment, it may not seem that way. But I promise you, God has the end picture in line and in store and in his sights for you, for each and every one of you. So when you get kicked out of the nest and you're out of your comfort zone and you're feeling uneasy, just think, God's got something happening to where I'm fixing to soar. I'm fixing to fly above all this stuff. And I'm going to look down on these things like, you know, God took care of this. God has got us in his hands. Like the old song says, he's got the whole world in his hands. He does. And we forget that sometimes. Because we get caught up in all the stuff that doesn't go the right way. All the stuff that goes this way or that way. Trust him. He will help you to soar like eagles. Walk, not faint. Run and not be weary. We're weary. Some of you are weary. Time to soar. So get out of the nest. Quit hanging back and in the comfort place. Let God take care of you. And he will. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and, your, and the way you do take care of us. Lord, sometimes we, don't, we wonder where you are. We wonder if you're really going to catch us. But you always do. Lord, you show us the way that we can see far beyond what we ever thought we could. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Help us, Lord, to trust you. To totally trust you. Because you are our mighty God, and you are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is an invitation time. We invite you to come if you have any decision you'd like to make. If you'd like to unite with this wonderful congregation, I invite you to come. Or you may would like to receive Christ as your Savior. You need that God that will catch you and protect you. 
we invite you to come, whatever decision you may make. Let's all stand.